0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Tag Team Podcast. It's so good to be back for episode two. I'm your host, Anthony Tartagno, joined here by my brother, Johnny.
1: Yep, and today we're getting to the heavy, heavily debated topic of the stock market. We are currently filming this on Thursday, January 28th, and you'll probably listen to this on Friday, Saturday, whatever. But as many of you know, today was the quote-unquote volatile stock day for Robinhood.
0: Yeah, so pretty much Robinhood today shut down amid the concerns of Reddit users going over and actually finding what stocks were being shorted and then heavily buying into those stocks, therefore causing the short sellers to buy the stock, to buy out of their stock, causing the stock price to drive through the roof, therefore creating millions of dollars and driving these stock prices through the roof. And that's what they've been doing with several stocks, as in GameStop, Nokia, uh, AMC, Theaters. uh, There's been a couple other ones. BlackBerry. BlackBerry. Um, So they've been taking these stocks and they've been driving them through the roof and trying to make profits on them off these short sellers, these hedge funders that are trying to get into these stocks. That's what's been going on. To preface, to give you what a short sale is, for some people who don't really know what's going on, for some people who really don't understand why these Reddit users are able to take advantage of the stock market in the way it is, so these stocks that are such at low prices, like Nokia, GameStop, they're stocks that are on the outs. They're old, out of touch companies that haven't had new technology in a long time. And these companies, therefore, have seventy percent of their stocks that are in the investment of these uh, of these uh, funds of these uh, trust funds. And these uh, these hedge funds are able to own and leverage over 70% of these companies' stocks. So what they did was is they put a short sale on the stock, which is when you take a stock, the goal is then for to immediately turn around and sell that stock at $10. So you would borrow the $100 from the 500 stocks from the lender, turn around, sell it, boom, make that money, get all that cash quick, right? And then the stock is going to fall in price down to eight, seven, six. If it falls, Once it falls, you then buy that stock back 500 shares at $7 a piece and you keep the profit. So basically
1: you're just playing a game of that it's going to go down. So when you're playing, the
0: opposite side of that is the call is when you're trying to go up. And in that case, you can only lose as much as you put in. But in the case of a short sale, You can lose unlimited amount of money because you will always owe that broker what you gave him. So if you borrowed 500 stocks, you have to still at the end of the day, give him 500 stocks. So what these Reddit users are doing is taking the opposite end of that and GameStop, which is a company that was 70% short sold on, would then take around and turn and cause uh, them to buy it frequently. So the stock price would go rapidly up, causing these short sellers to have to buy the stock, which drove the price through the roof. So that's what they're doing essentially in a, in a explanation standpoint for some people who have no idea what's going on. That's what's happening. That's what these Reddit users are doing and they're killing hedge funds by doing it.
1: Yeah. And so basically if you look back, I think it was back in September, GameStop was selling for about $4 a share and two days ago on, what was it? Tuesday. I think it was all the way up to $350 a share. It was some crazy stuff that nobody's ever seen before and it was absolutely wild. So it just sent the stock world in a frenzy. And I don't know if you saw the. Did you see the Twitter conversation between Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, and uh, Dave Kornow today? I barely
0: read over it because I saw there was some. I saw some quote tweets or something, but I didn't read. I didn't get into it because I read his post. I've been on, I've been literally on the market all day. Different apps going back. Yeah, and I mean, it. I've I, had no time to look at Twitter. No, I've been looking at Twitter, but only for straight, strictly advice. Yeah. Not advice, but what's going on? And it was just out, a, it was a crazy out what day are doing, what, because. Where it is.
1: It was a crazy day. I woke up, you know, as you know, we, we both wake up really late in the day because we're lazy pieces of shit and whatnot. But yeah, I woke I'm up. at a fucking it,
0: snoozer. So yeah. I fucking sleep till noon uh, every day. But my ass was freshen up. My yeah. name. That's keep what I, rushed, I was. Ready to go. Cup of coffee in hand. Market opens at nine thirty. I
1: was up and ready to go. I was worried about what was going to happen. And so just to give you a little preface about my personal experience, I'll keep this kind of quick. Uh, my roommate, I won't say his name. But I want to cuss him the fuck out because he tells me to buy Nokia. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy Nokia because it's all over Reddit. I did a little research. GameStop shooting through the roof, Blackberries, these companies that are supposedly going out of business have no new technology, they're just shooting through the roof. So I bought some shares at seven dollars. And within like five minutes of me purchasing, it's up to it's up to like fifty cents a share. It's all yeah. the way up to seven fifty. Mm-hmm. And I'm making money already, and I'm like, holy shit. He's the go for telling me this. And then I wake up and it was at a solid $5 a share. And I'm like, okay. So I sold out. I cut my losses. But basically, Portnoy and some other Barstool guys think there was some collusion between Robinhood, these major trading companies, and the hedge fund managers. So I don't really know. What do you think? Do you think there's collusion there? What do you think actually happened? I think um, Do you think Robinhood can... No, I think I this. think
0: this is I think this is a very young market. I think there's a lot of people out there that really don't know how to invest, what to invest in, and I think that these people that are coming to these Robinhood platforms, these uh, these we- Weeble platforms, these Cash App platforms to invest, they don't really know yet. They're just trying to listen to Twitter and try and figure out how to make a quick bag. And in doing that, you back up and you look at it and you say, "Oh fuck! Here's the problem. Robinhood is the Robinhood is the 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 top dog in what's going on with trading right now amongst young people nowadays. And when it, comes to, when it comes to Robinhood, people are always investing. My age, you talk to everybody, they're investing in Robinhood. So people, when they take all these stocks off, they don't know what to do because nobody's using it. So I think there was definitely collusion because knowing Robinhood couldn't be used, a lot of these young people weren't going to know what to do to buy these stocks, So I definitely think there had to be some type of, hey, we got to get Robinhood shut down because that's going to get all these people who are actually trying to get in, in. And it will leave the people who are able to trade after hours and who are able to trade outside the flexes of the actual market. It gives more reasonable alleviation to them. So I think there was definitely some shady business going on, but we we can't say for certain. We'll never know.
1: Yeah, so I basically tried to trade it last night. And it said that, or I, I was going to trade it and I was going to set my stops selling point at about 530 just because I wanted to save myself and not lose that much money. And then all of a sudden I wake up this morning and it's telling me I can't buy any more shares because the stock market is volatile today. But it was pretty much limited to those four stocks. And well, it was ones. limited
0: to those four stocks. They came a out and lot. they said these, because those are the ones that Reddit was pushing. Yeah, but and still, that's what big tech that, is able to
1: do. That has to. That just screams. That they're just throwing that rain right in our face, though, and saying, "Hey, these billionaires are going to control the market, and, and the small
0: buyers oh, can't do anything about utter, it." Utter fucking bullshit. They can control. These billionaires can fucking sit there and manipulate the market in any way they want to make it look like the stock is failing. And and when they do that, they scare people because they lose five bucks, they lose ten bucks. So then that's everything. So they're going to fucking pull out. They're going to sell. So you look at people like me who bought an option in Nokia. Uh, I bought one option in Nokia at two twenty one. My ass woke up 9.30. The market opened today. It was said 2.20. Market open 9.30 hit. Pew. My option was sitting at 20 cents a trade. I lost 200 bucks like that. And I'm sitting there like, well, what the fuck? I got to sit there and get out of Nokia now. But yeah. no, I'm eating it.
1: You just wake up wincing because you don't know what the fuck happened. You know, you have hopes the day before that it could jump to 15, 20 just because that's how the market's looking. And then- Just because these hedge funds, and now we can't say this for sure, though. We can't be like, oh, it's these hedge fund billionaires. Well, we don't give
0: investment advice. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but we don't know. I mean, we're not stockbrokers. We're not financial advisors. We're not financial analysts or anything. But just from the face of it, it seems like there was some fucking collusion going on. And from my experience, I've never seen anything like this before. I'm not a heavy investor, but I was definitely blown away. You think
0: it has to do with your man, Steve Collin?
1: I don't know. See, this is where I'm torn because obviously I'm a diehard Mets fan. Cohen just bought the Mets. I want him to spend all the fucking money he has possible. So personally, I don't want him to lose his shit because I want him to pay our players. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, dude, I want to make my money too. So I believe that the market should be free and open to the people to invest in. And I think that was taken away from
0: us today. I think it's utter bullshit how we were not able... I was fucking living when I woke up today and I couldn't fucking buy AMC options. I was... For people who are new to the stock market, don't buy options just because it's too risky and it's just very, very hard. I think hard you can't buy some. options
1: right off the bat on Rob. Yeah, you Anyways. have to get
0: certain levels of trading. But what I'm, yeah, you, I eventually did have to. But I've been investing for about two, two and a half years now. So I've been in the market for a while. You but started what? with
1: acorns, right? Yeah. Remember acorns? Yeah. You know
0: you were a G if you started on acorns. Well, no, you know damn well you were on the shitter, and you were scrolling through the Snapchat feeds and it was like, it was Ashton Kutcher with the, you know you can invest your money with acorns. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cohen's all in on this bullshit. I think he's got something to do. I think his nose is all in it. He's trying to act like the good guy on Twitter because obviously he knows Barstool can blast the shit out of the Mets and ruin the Mets look because it's Barstool. Portnoy has the ability to obviously so KFC, have get a word. So well, KFC, I'm going to
1: interrupt here because KFC Barstool is a huge Mets fan, but he came after Cohen today. And he's a diehard Mets fan, diehard Mets Jets fan. He was all over it when Cohen bought the Mets and he was up Cohen's ass today about what was going on. And Cohen's replying to these guys guys on Twitter, and that just, I don't know, that kind of throws me off a little bit because Cohen's claiming it was free market play, but nobody really knows what's going on. But you've seen the show Billions, right?
0: Yeah. Okay, if you've ever seen the show Billions, I'm not going to preface, but pretty much Steve Cohen is based off the main character in Billions. His name is Axe. Well, when it comes to the show, you know that he puts on a face in the public. To manipulate. I mean obviously he could be doing that too, just putting on a face in the public saying I have no idea what's going exactly on. That's exactly what's going on. I know. That's what I'm saying. You can sit there and say that, but he also you can you can walk and chew gum at the same time. You can manipulate a market and tweet at the same time. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So I want to like, read two
1: I want to read two quick tweets from Cohen really quick and I just want to get everyone's opinion on this because I think they're actually pretty interesting. His first tweet this morning was rough qu- rough crowd on Twitter tonight. Hey, stock jockeys keep ringing it. And his second tweet was, I'm not feeling the love on this site today. Trading is a tough game, don't you think? So I think he's that kind that of kinda may just be a laugh in our faces. It like, is. hey, I'm a a I'm a motherfucking millionaire. Like I control this market. And well, you shitheads who are just investing a couple dollars don't mean shit to me.
0: He's fretting on the fact that he knows that these goddamn companies aren't worth shit. They have no actual assets to back up what their stocks are worth. So once eventually everybody decides that they want to take their money, that shit's gonna go straight down. Yeah, because you a lot can't of people convince me
1: that GameStop is actually worth three hundred and fifty-two dollars per share. That's obviously heavily inflated but that's the point of a free market what I'm saying is is that people love GameStop (laughs) but how does the stock how let's let's be honest here GameStop is kind of a dying business with all video games moving digitally now you're
0: asking how that stock got the
1: 350 because people are buying it because it's a free market but I'm not saying that's necessarily what it's worth yes but the people buying this stock in heavy demand and talking about it are what caused it to boost. I mean, the market's Why so do you unpredictable. Invest
0: in, you don't know. You don't know the ins and outs of every stock you invest in. You just kind exactly. of have to fucking guess. It's a gamble game. I know it is. It's, gambling. It is. It is stock market is pussy gambling. That's the way I put it. It's the pussy way to gamble. If you, I mean, it's the, probably the. It's but let me the say this: way.
1: you could bet sports and have a more predictable outlook on sports than the stock market.
0: In today's world, yes.
1: But but I will say this. It's still unpredictable and it's still stupid to throw your money into sports gambling. It's much if – you, if you invest, it's much better to invest in a sports gamble for the simple fact that you could diversify your portfolio and make your investments safe. You mean into stocks? Yeah, into stocks. You Not said, sport. <laughs> you said no, I'm sports am No, I'm saying stocks is safer than, than sports gambling. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because you can diversify your portfolio.
0: Yeah. You
1: can't do that in sports gambling.
0: Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, so, I'm, not,
1: I'm not comparing the two in any means, but just to bring up that
0: point. Well, I definitely think that, I definitely think that there's going to be some class action lawsuits towards Robin Hood. I think that there's going to be— By who, though? Who brings class action lawsuits against Robin Hood? People like Dave Portnoy who are standing up for the— But court- Portnoy himself tweets
1: he has no evidence of this. So he's automatically saying, hey, I have no evidence of this. I think there's going to be a class action case, but I can't bring it to anybody. Nobody is ever going to have proof of this happening.
0: It depends on how. So how do
1: you bring a class action to? Because it's all speculation.
0: I don't know. There's, there's been some moles. You just got to find a mole in the Robin Hood organization that's going to come out who really stands for what the free market stands for. So let me ask you a question. Not everybody that works for dirty organizations are dirty. That's all I got to say. Yeah, but when you have people like Cohen and these other hedge fund
1: billionaires in your in your ear with millions of dollars to pay you to shut the fuck
0: up, you're going to shut the fuck up. Well, what if you're a lowballer? You, I saw some tweets today on I, th- I saw some tweets today on Twitter about about a Reddit thread where some dude who was a Robin Hood employee who was working in one of the smaller offices was talking about how what they were doing today before it even happened it was like thirty minutes and how he was so pissed off about it because it was such bullshit and he was like I know I'm gonna lose my job over this but it's fucking bullshit what they're doing because they're pretty much just def- def- defying the free market the right to a free market to all these Americans because. In order to sign up for the stock market, it takes a pro- approval process. It takes time. You can't sit there and invest the second you want to go. No. I you know, mean, you takes... do have to get approved. And, and this, this shit's number. bubbling now. you got to get ready to go now. And when, when people have already set this up last night, this past week, to get into Robinhood for today, today, yesterday, and get in for these trades, for them to be shut out immediately, it just sucks. It's bullshit. Like, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, I've had some tough times with the stock market. Again, I'm not a professional stockbroker or anything. I've struggled a little bit, but today what I saw just appalled me. And I was struck by the fact that you were not able to buy any more of these stocks. Like when has that ever been the case in history? It's always been free market for the American people. And today that seemed to have been stripped away from us.
0: Exactly, I Look, let me tell you something. I have used Robin Hood for two and a half years. It's been my number one trading thing. I've used it for everything. It was a breeze, but i am done. I am going somewhere else now because my opportunities today were wasted because the options on Nokia screwed me out of $300 today for some greedy pig to get an extra little check just so their toilet paper could be one sheet fatter. And it's such bullshit.
1: I wouldn't call it a little check. I mean, come on. My money 300 that, that, My yeah, $300. Yeah, I'm hours. saying, I'm saying. But that, but your $300, those hedge fund billionaires, I mean, they would have lost hundreds of millions on this, right? And what I'm
0: trying to say is, is that, that those hundreds of millions... To to Steve Cohen, a hundred million, ten million dollars is three hundred dollars. He wipes
1: me. his ass with a million. Yeah, so that's right. what I'm
0: trying to tell you. So it's 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 at the end of the day, it hurts more people than it helps, and that's what pisses me off. And it's the corporation is taking advantage of the consumer once again, and it's Wall Street winning again. And that's where I have the biggest problem is that at the end of the day, the pigs will always win.
1: So I'm I'm actually really interested to see where this goes in the next couple weeks. I feel like guys like Dave Portnoy. Had pretty good say in the community as a whole, so I don't know if this is going to die out or I. I mean, this is all over the place today. It's blowing up on Twitter. If you're not an investor and you're seeing shit like um, AMC, GME, I mean, this is exactly what they're talking about. They're just talking about these stocks, and it's really just developed into a very fascinating story. And I'm really interested to see where it, where it goes here in the next couple of weeks.
0: I'm just excited to see how. In total, this changes to the stock market because one thing me and me and Dad talk about a lot is when we're reflecting on.
1: Uh, we gotta get John out here and talk some stocks.
0: But one thing me me and John me and me and Dad talk about a lot when we're we're discussing stocks is the ability to uh, get get a grasp on what's the right thing to buy and what's the wrong thing to buy and volatility and how it works and when you see these stocks where they're at right now. They are extremely volatile. They're more volatile than any cryptocurrency. And I'm shitting my pants, but I'm seeing my dad make investments bigger than me. And it's making me shit my pants because you can lose money as quickly as you can earn it. And well, that is, to
1: be fair, dad owns his own business and you still fucking cut the lawn for 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, <laughs> fucking let's be it. honest. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I do. But here's the end. Of, at the end of the day is is that, you know what? If you guys keep listening to the podcast, maybe I won't be cutting the lawn for $10. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I'm just fair point. Obviously, your amount yeah. of money is different exactly. to it's, everybody else's amount change, of money. Yeah. No, I mean, to you, it's a decent amount of money. But to other people, your money doesn't mean shit.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But that's, that's, the, that's the fun part about the market. And that's why it's so volatile and so demanding. And it's just, I'm just really fascinated by what happened today. I'm very paul I'm very disappointed by the rights that Robin Hood stripped us of. And I hope this gets corrected. I don't know if there is a way to correct it, any class action lawsuits. I just don't think there's any way they're going to be able to prove this.
0: Yeah. Well, it's all going to come down – it's all going to – no, I, I definitely don't think there's anyone going to prove it. But it's all going to come down to what's the lasting effect of all this new money in the market. This love, is why this shit happens though is because this,
1: these people have so much power. But, it, and they know but not what
0: I'm to saying is, it. is all this new money in the market going to cause a new, new issue with other stocks? Are people going to start investing now? Is this going to cause new money to get spread out all the time? Or are these people just going to invest and immediately pull out of the stock market and go back to their daily lives? Because you're talking about millions of new people creating accounts. Robin had 13 million accounts created in the last two days. Like, that's crazy. And when you think about what people are trying to do, they're trying to just make a quick buck. Are they trying to make a quick buck? Or are they going to be in it for the long term because of what they see with these gains? And that's where I think in the long term it's going to hurt. So, I mean, I think, Cohen's, I think Cohen's in on it. I think everybody at Robin Hood's in on it. Bunch of snobs. I'm pissed about it. Cohen, not my owner, so I don't care. Screw him. I That's still want I'm him saying.
1: to – I still want the Mets to win a championship so he can pour all of the money that he won today into the motherfucking New York Mets and we better win a championship because I'm tired of waiting on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that about does it for this section of the podcast. Uh, we'll keep you guys – heavily informed on the stock update. You know, if we ever see some class action lawsuits come out, the Portnoy do anything, Steve Cohen do anything, we see anything. We'll definitely keep you guys involved with that. Uh, we're going to be posting our podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from now on. Um, this po- <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Johnny and Anthony Tartaglione. We actually currently do not have a sponsor. So if you would like to sponsor this podcast, please let me know. I would be happy to have you sponsor. Unless you're Robin Hood, then go fuck yourself. Coming up next here on the podcast, we're going to be talking debating, actually, who is the best shooter of all time. Keep it real. Keep it here. This is the Tag Team Podcast. Welcome back to the Tag Team Podcast, your sports and entertainment podcast where we talk all things sports, Today we're gonna to be debating and it's our first debate and I'm excited for it. Oh, I'm
1: very, very excited. Because
0: this one is good. You know, we play a lot of video games, and when we're when we're playing video games, we like to bring up shit sports topics. Who's the greatest of all time? You know, Matt MJ or LeBron, We always all the stupid fucking we get shit it, that we everybody argues, told, yeah. but there's
1: no Never correct really answer. answer. But Michael Jordan is the best
0: basketball player of all time. Okay, well, that's, that's safe for another day. We got to get Hunter Brown and crew That's, on the, here.
1: that's the only factual <laughs> sports fact that you need to know is that Michael Jordan is, in fact, the best basketball player of all time. And, yes, if you want to fight me, fucking fight me. Let's go.
0: Yeah, we will happily take guests who want to argue that LeBron James is the be- greatest basketball player of we're, all time.
1: We're, we're, right now, we just kind of want to talk general NBA <laughs> And I know we talked about Knicks on our last podcast, but basically the NBA's been a shit show this year. I mean, it's been crazy with all these players changing teams. It's been really entertaining to watch, but it's kind of been cre it's so it's it's absolutely insane how players used to stay on teams their whole careers and now it's like three teams in three years and you're a superstar player, so what do you think about today's current? NBA? I mean, I think
0: about, I think today's current NBA is definitely a lot more interesting than it was five six years ago. I think it's definitely a fun league again, in my opinion. I think there's too much talent spread out everywhere to where we don't know who's going to run the whole thing.
1: I think it's a very entertaining league right now. But I it, think I don't. I think this is the first year, and now, so I know the Lakers were the favorite last year. There's uh, they're obviously the favorite this year, but I think anybody. In the top four, you know, top four teams from each conference has a legit shot to win this thing. I, I feel like it's definitely gonna come down to the Lakers and the Clippers in the West, but the Eastern Conference is gonna be really interesting to see what happens.
0: I still am fretting for Milwaukee to finally get out of it and just I still don't think do it's it. gonna happen. I, I just don't know. I mean all right, you gotta ask yourself this question. They don't have enough this to, is...
1: no I just don't think I think Giannis needs to be a better shooter. He's awful at the free throw line. I think he's shooting like 60% from the free throw line this year. That's god-awful. But I think shooting is probably the most important thing in the NBA nowadays. You see teams shooting 40, 50 threes a game. And that's why teams struggle in the playoffs because the other NBA teams step up their perimeter defense and they don't have as many open looks from three. And that's why teams like the Rockets have heavily struggled in the past with James Harden because they rely on the three-pointer and it comes back to burn him. How many superstar centers can you name right now? Joel Embiid. Okay, one. Nicole Jokic. Okay, two. So were you we talking straight fives or? Straight fives. Straight, straight fives. fives. Those are obviously the top two, and it's not even close. But just think, two out of the three top MVP vote-getters of the season the end of today would be centers.
0: That's true. I, I Look, I, I, but, but at the end of the day, it's still not a center on league. You're right. You're talking about two two players on 30 NBA teams.
1: So here's, we're going to transition this. We're going to go right into our main topic of the day. Since we say it's a three-point shooting league and everyone relies on the long shot jumper. You
0: just said that's debatable
1: though. No, but I'm saying that's the league. Yeah, well, because it, it is it's a shooting a three,
0: league. It's a shooting league. Yes. But I'm
1: saying the centers are still valuable. But it's but still the a centers small can now league. shoot.
0: But the centers can now shoot threes. That's not, the difference. N- not all centers. I mean, you watch you, right. you watch Javale McGee pulling up from the top of the key. I just love.
1: <laughs> listen, that's different. But I just love watching. Back. I love shooters, and when they're hot, it's so fun to watch. And I think we have some of the greatest shooters in the league today as we've ever seen before. And. It's really fun. My favorite player to watch is probably Steph Curry, obviously the greatest shooter of all time. No. And I love watching him. Why? <laughs> why
0: is Steph not the greatest shooter of all time? Because you give
1: me your, please tell me why and who you think the greatest shooter. Okay, can shooter I ask you a is. question?
0: Can you just okay, you just talked about we we're talking about the topic of three pointers, correct? Yes. Okay, what do you think creates the greatest shooter of all time? What, I just want to ask you what what is your definition for what the greatest shooter of all time is? Just pure speculation. Look at look at look at
1: record set. Okay. Three-point percentage. Okay. And honestly, this is going to sound stupid, but just how beautiful his shot looks. Okay. And I know that's not necessarily – like mechanics are huge in shooting, but let me say this. How about the ability to create your own shot off the dribble, off a screen, as that's, a point That's large, playmaking. That's not shooting. I'm um, No. We're talking about no. yes. Listen, yes, that's if playmaking. You, no, but if you watch Stephen Curry and his dribble moves and how he calls for screens and goes around the screens, yes, but – He's got to make the shot for the, sh- for the three. He's got to make the three-pointer. But
0: we're talking
1: pure shot off the wrist. Okay. Ball okay. in the hands, shot. But, but, okay. So, so what the fuck? You don't think it's a shot if he rolls off a screen or if he th- crosses the defender over and shoots a three at the top? That's not a shot.
0: The Why shot, is that not a
1: shot? The actual shot. Yes. To get to the shot does not does – not, that's playmaking ability. But uh, but that's not. But what I'm saying is, is that he has the ability to do that, and that's why I think he's the greatest three point shooter because he gets more looks, and he's going to make more. He's eventually going to be. He's going to hold the record for most three pointers ever made. That's inevitable. But fine. Who's your best? Well, I think shooter of
0: all you're time? wrong. Look, I know. I know the record's going to be broke. Probably not this year. Probably within the next three. Years. So I think the only argument you can make as to why Steph it, no, is no, not no. the greatest. No, no, no. It's Ray
1: Allen. Yeah. Okay. But I. I think the only reason you could say that Steph is not the greatest three-point shooter is because it's a different game nowadays than when Ray Allen played. Ray Allen was kind of at the end of his career when it turned into more of a three-point game. And Steph's going to Steph's end up taking probably the most three-pointers in history, too. He's going to hold the record for most three-pointers made, but he's probably also going to have the most three-pointers attempted. And I feel like that's the only argument against Steph and Curry as being the greatest shooter of all time. So please enlighten me on why you think it's Ray Allen.
0: I think it's Ray Allen because, one, he grew up in a different time period than Steph Curry. Steph Curry has but been— But that's there. what I'm saying.
1: Take that out, and Steph's the best. No, right? no, no. If you why? put them
0: in the league, if you put them in the league, if, if you put prime time Ray Allen in the league right now, he's a better three-point shooter than Steph Curry. Okay, please tell me why, because I think you're fucking stupid. What do you mean, why? Have you not seen the ability of—dude, Ray, Ray Allen in his prime shot better than Steph Curry did in his prime. What?
1: Okay, why? But what facts do you have to prove that? What like do you you, I, you he is number
0: one on the all-time three-point made list. Stephen Curry. Game six. You you. Okay okay. Who made the game shot? Game
1: six. Ray Allen made the shot. And look, I'm not taking that away from Ray Allen because that was one of the most clutch greatest shots I've ever seen in my the, life. And it's probably it is the it, shot. It is. It probably you, is. But that's fine. That's one shot. Okay. That's one shot. Let me tell you my favorite. But it's not line, one shot. It's it's three. It's two. It's 2,973 shots. Three pointers made career. Stephen Curry, listen to me, Stephen Curry is, how old is he? 20, he's in his 30s now, was like 32? 32. Stephen Curry is 32, and he is 403-pointers behind Ray Allen. Okay, He's going to shatter that record. You don't know that? How do you know that? Barring injuries, he's going to shatter he's, that record. He's had an injury-riddled career. Barring injuries. Curry has had an injury riddle 403s to him is not, he's going to break that. If he plays in... Ninety-five percent of the games between now and the end of next season, that record's broken. By the end of next season, just do statistics. Didn't he make he made four hundred threes in a season? Right, that's the record. He made like 400 so. You're telling threes me. You're season.
0: telling me that if you have a game down to the line and you want one shot, you're taking Curry over Ray Allen. You're bananas if you think that's the case.
1: Yeah, you're taking
0: Curry for the shot. You got one shot to win the game. You're taking Curry over Allen. Here's why I no think. way, dude. Allen is the best spot-up shooter. Catch and shoot. Allen does
1: not miss. He doesn't. There's so many different scenarios. Okay. So you're telling me that if you have Ray Allen in the corner wide open and you have Steph Curry wide open in the corner, you're picking Ray Allen. I don't think so. I think I'm still picking Steph Curry. No, I'm not. No, I'm taking Ray Allen. I'm taking Steph Curry not only because he's the greatest shooter. I'm also taking no, no. Steph Curry play- because you could, he could bring the ball up the court
0: and shoot from fucking half See, court. See, here's the thing. You're not talk- We're talking about better players. Steph Curry, much better player long term than Ray Allen, my opinion. Steph Curry... Yeah, but I'm limiting. I'm limiting this to
1: a three-point jumper, and if it comes down, if to you're the line, talking to a pure three-point jumper, down, three at who's got more career? If we're three-point three points with four seconds left, I want the ball in Steph Curry's hands.
0: Overall, let's look at. The, just want to peep at Steph Curry's numbers, and this is Steph yeah. for his playmaking ability. I like him better than Ray Allen. Steph as an overall player, I like him. better. Steph as a pure Steph shooter. Used, from the pure perspective of shooting in basketball, Ray Allen is a better Stephen shooter. Stephen Curry than shoots
1: Curry. 43% from downtown for his career. He's been in the league since 2009 and he's shooting
0: 40 Okay, what were the what were the what were the percent points? what were the points per game averages over those career years in the NBA for the for the for the obviously you're not going to know for Golden State, but look at the if you were to take the if you were to sit there and I know this would be a fact. If you were to sit there and if you were to take every single team average for points scored in Golden State between the decades that Ray Allen played and between the decades that Curry played, the numbers would be not astronomically different, but they would be in the in the double digits. Okay, that's fine. Nice. You game can make the
1: argument all day that it's a different age. But what I'm saying is that Stephen Curry... That's
0: why he doesn't put the numbers up that Curry does. That's what I'm trying to explain. And he's still number one all the time. Okay, Ray Allen's number one all the time. That's fine. You're saying but he's going to pass him.
1: Curry is going to... He's not only going to pass him. He's going to shatter that record. He's going to take that record. He's going to shit all over that record. It's not even going to be close. And now I will say this. I think in a couple years that Ray Allen and Reggie Miller are actually going to be further than second and third down the list purely because it's a three-point league. But I think Stephen Curry is going to hold that record. Dude, I thought
0: thought before, if you're looking at 2015 Knicks fan me, I'm looking at the three-point record set by Ray Allen when he's done and he's out of the league. You know, he's finishing his – he did his great stuff with Miami. He finally finished up his career. He was done with it all. And I thought his record would never be broken, ever, ever. And then here comes Curry into the league. But, yeah, he's blowing the league away. Yeah, he's the greatest point guard in the league right now. But do I think that he's the greatest shooter of all time? No, I think he's number two. I'd have to say he is number two. Not by much, not by much, and I'd say that I'd have to say your argument's relatively debatable, but I would not say that it's strong enough for me to actually sit there and believe that is a better shooter. Why? Right? He's fucking, he's been in the league since two thousand. He was shit for his first, first, first le- five years.
1: No, that's absolutely not true. He, he played on a garbage team, and you just didn't know who he was, and when he... I mean, you didn't know who Ray Allen was in the first two years of his career. That's that's not fair to put that on somebody. That's not a fair argument to put. If Dante's we're talking best NBA. shooter of all time, look at look at the range of Stephen Curry. Ray Allen's not fucking pulling from 35 feet away from the basket. He could, though, but it doesn't matter. I don't think so. I don't think Ray Allen could shoot that far from that's the basket. That's not the position he played. He, he's not playing pull-up from 30 feet up. But we're talking about greatest shooter of all time. That that's has to be play-making. the question. I think you're fucking stupid. I don't think, I think, I, that's, okay. Take half court out of it. I'm talking about all around. I think you just said deep three. Yeah, but not specifically half court. I mean, nobody realistically shoots from half court. But, I mean, let's say, for instance, how about the – remember the game against Oklahoma City? Mike Breen gave him the double bang. Yeah, yeah double bang. Steph Curry bang, from, like, bang,
0: from like Curry. how far away was
1: he from the basket? From way like, right b- downtown. Fucking 40 yeah. feet. He was, like,
0: thirty. I watched, we feet. watched that game live. He, he you hold know, it you up. Know, yeah, we we I will never that in our in our forget that. That was yeah, one of the
1: greatest Mike Breen double bangs that I've ever seen. That's not even that deep. Dude, that's, like, 40 feet from the basket. And he pulls with – watch how much, how much time is left going? He pulls with three seconds left from 40 feet from the basket. Okay, if you're any other player in the NBA, three seconds is enough time to get from half court to the paint without a question and one dribble. Steph Curry basically says, fuck you to Oklahoma City and pulls from 40 feet with three seconds on the clock. That's skill. Jeremy Lamb's fucking bullshit shot was with like a second left and he put it up because there's no time. He had 3 seconds on the clock and he has enough confidence to say fuck you I'm pulling this. And Ray Allen So that, that makes so that makes, that.
0: so that makes him the greatest shooter of all time. That right there. That's your I'm argument. saying that display, That's your
1: argument for White. No, I'm just saying that display of confidence and that ability to shoot literally from anywhere it's not the most in the arena. The best.
0: Not the most confident, the best shooter of all time. I'm
1: not I'm saying that confidence makes him the best. That the fact that he could basically say this shot is going in is why he's the best of all time. But watching Stephen Curry and just his ability to shoot from anywhere in the arena is absolutely absurd. And I don't think anybody will ever be as good as a shooter as he is. And I think he absolutely demolishes anybody that has previously played in the NBA. No matter how different the game is now or how different it was in the late 90s, early 2000s,
0: Okay, He's the so, best shooter of all so, time. so you see, so you see this, you see kids like you see kids like Lamelo Ball coming out. You think they can turn into people like Steph Curry? You think that Lamelo Ball could find himself eventually up there on the list? And would that be because of the game changing into a shooting game, or would that be because so Lamelo he, Ball could have the potential to be the greatest shooter of all time?
1: Well, I don't think Lamelo Ball is ever going to be the greatest shooter of all time, but I see what you're saying. Like young and upcoming players are going to be taking this many shots. But I, what I want to see is twenty years down the road, what this three pointers made list looks like. And if somebody does pass Steph Curry, I want to see how many more attempts they took from him because I can tell you damn well that nobody is shooting a career 43% from behind the arc and making as many threes as he does.
0: Now, when Steph Curry does pass Ray Allen, he will. He will be relatively similar, depending on, obviously, how he shoots to make these. He's passing the next season. But what I'm saying is, is that when he does pass it, they'll be relatively at the same field goal percentage. It'll be fairly close, .01. 11 years 0. into his career. But what I'm saying is it'll be relatively .02, 0.03 percentage off of what's, what the field goal percentage difference is, because uh, Ray Allen was a uh, four, uh, 40% career field goal shooter, and Steph Curry is what, three, 43? No, Ray
1: Allen's 40% from behind the arc.
0: Yeah, so I'm saying three-point. I said yeah. he's 40%. Yeah, and, Ra- and, and Steph, Steph Curry's a
1: 43%. Three That's percent's th- a good pick. What I'm saying is— When you're st- shooting thousands of three-pointers, three percent's a lot of threes. That's a lot of shots missed, to be fair.
0: If you think about that, that's a lot of shots. But he still has 400 threes left to make. You don't know what it, his percentage could change. Ray Allen's— Numbers. If you were to take, if you look at Ray Allen's last year, he shot he shot thirty seven and a half percent, one of his worst years of his career. If you look at, if you look at, well, the- look at
1: his career. Look, in in his prime when he was with the Heat two thousand, when he was with Boston two thousand nine two thousand ten, they they made a run to the title that year. They lost the Lakers. He shot thirty six percent, thirty six point three percent. If we look at Steph Curry, it's just overall, it's just a a straight climb. I mean, he's been a very consistent shooter his his whole career now. There's an outlier there. He did shoot 24.5% from three last year, but he only played, played what, five games? He got hurt very early in the season, so you can't count that. You can't count that. And not that that's bringing his overall percentage down, but so far this year, he's shooting 39% from from downtown, so he's a little bit below the arc. But I also don't think that he has as many playmakers around him as he usually does. When you have Klay Thompson on the floor, it's overall, he's just getting more space on the floor. So the fact that he's shooting thirty nine percent, and you look at the team he has around him, I think—I uh, mean, shit—I think that's more impressive than ever.
0: Well, it turns out that he's gonna have—he's gonna have a couple seasons to pass Ray Allen. Ray Allen playing a, uh, a good amount of seasons in the NBA. Um, look at Ray Allen played a whole seventeen-year career. So Curry's still got another eight years to shoot four hundred three. You know, this threes. is he's my thing pass. about Ray Allen
1: though. Ray Allen, from when he joined Boston, he played with great playmakers. Who gave him wide open looks from the corner?
0: I, Steph Curry played with KD, Clay Thompson, Dray. That argument is bullshit. No, no, no. I'm not. Get, I'm not. Th- I don't want to hear no, that. Right. You're talking about playmakers, yeah? I'm not
1: saying this is. This is what I'm saying. I'm getting to a point here. Okay. So Steph has played with these playmakers his whole career, and now he doesn't have them. He has Kelly Oubre and he has Draymond Green, who aren't necessarily going to space. So he's shooting worse. He's shooting 39% this year. We're about a little bit, about halfway through the season, a little yeah. less. Yeah. If he continues to shoot at a very high percentage with these players out, I think that's more impressive than what Ray Allen did. Because he's not getting as many open looks, he has to create his own looks and then still make those shots. And those NBA defenses, they know still who Steph think, Curry
0: is. I still think shot for shot, punch for punch, that it's an argument that'll never be. Just like, just like the MJ, the. LeBron debate. It's just never gonna get decided because they played in different eras. It's something that you can't sit there and calculate. I know they did play at the same time for what, three years, but still. Ray Allen could still shoot, though. He's still got that muscle memory. We should just throw him in a fucking three point contest anyways and let him have at it. You think but I still think it wouldn't be an accurate. It still wouldn't be an accurate. It would contest. still be I think watch, give though. it ten years and I think it'd be an accurate assessment. Cause then Curry's forty two. He's out of his prime. Yeah, but then Allen's like
1: fucking fifty. Yeah, that man was that man was, you know, he was old at the end of his career. Jesus Shuttlesworth, my guy. So He's, I don't know. I, I I am a firm believer in the fact that Stephen Curry is the greatest three point shooter of all time. And obviously, when you get in the NBA, you can get in so many categories like catch and shoot, shot creator, but pure shooter. I'm a firm believer that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter we have ever seen on this
0: planet. Like I said, if you go back to pure physical shooting, I think it's the round. So that happy. shot he
1: did hit in the corner, you know, that will always be remembered
0: as one of the greatest shots in history.
1: And even, but I will say this that Stephen Curry shot against Oklahoma City, that, that, People remember that, and that was a fucking that was a regular season game. Yeah, exactly. So that just goes to show you his his level of greatness.
0: He does. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Steph Curry will go down as one of the greatest players of all time. That is not something that I will ever argue. So we just have to agree to disagree on this topic. I think we're fine. But I think one of these times there's going to be a debate where one of us is going to blow each other out of the water and it's going to be an absolute WWE fucking SmackDown where one of I us I mean, is that's fine, done. but that's what the people are hoping for. I know. People are hoping for a fucking WWE SmackDown. The problem is with today, just different eras. It's never going to be decided. You know, if you go punch for punch, obviously, if we look at uh, the Mickey Mouse Championship last year with the Lakers, it's worth jack that's shit. That's going to piss some fucking people off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fine. Fuck them. Whatever. Uh, You know, in all honesty, though, I think that Ray Allen didn't play in too much. He played in a different age and stuff, but not too much of a different age. Like, we're not talking. Like, Ray Allen didn't play in the 80s. He did play in the 10s. Yeah. He played in the 2010s. Yeah. So, the game hasn't changed that drastically. But, you know, I could see that argument. I respect the argument. But, fuck you, I still think Steph Curry's the better shooter. Yeah. Well, people do think LeBron is... Who's more fun to play for? with on 2K realistically? If you could well, if depends. you could play with Ray Allen on like the classic team it's fun. Steph Curry's more fun to play with. No, because then you have to catch and shoot with Ray Allen's unbeatable, dude. No, They're- but come on. Come on. Steph Curry, you know 2K16, 2K17, uh, Steph Curry was Unbelievable. Well that's because the game games. devs
0: were garbage. No offense, sorry. I apologize to the game devs two K actually. Two K is
1: so a trash. fucking garbage game, anyways. Sorry, Ronnie, but that game pisses me off. It's we play the Wreck. it's very unfair. We'll we'll hash that up with the boys one oh, day. We are gonna get talking we'll get about
0: We'll get talking about two K and we'll get talking about Madden, and we are very fierce about those topics because we love our Wreck and we love our franchise, but both of them are still dog yeah. shit. So if
1: you <laughs> so if you guys uh if you like basketball content and you like video game content, you should definitely stay tuned because these conversations can be electric and we have a lot to look forward to coming up in the next couple of weeks.
0: In our next podcast, we will be having a guest joining us. Uh, stay tuned for that. I'm excited to have our first guest on the podcast. I can't wait to shit all, all over, over him. These, yeah, all over him, dude. He is going to go Not now. literally.
1: Not Odell or anything. Yeah, But, <laughs> but uh, metaphorically speaking, I cannot wait... Uh, to absolutely trash talk the shit out of him. yeah, Because, because it's going to be fun. He roots, and you're going to want to hear it.
0: He roots for probably the worst football organization. We can't even ever say their names, is. right?
1: Nope. I mean, there's two organizations in the NFL. We can't say their names.
0: Neither. Well, well, WFT changed the name.
1: Yeah, but we still can't say
0: that. Yeah, well, we would never say that. But we can't say the hard other word. one either. The hard other hard one's a fucking, it's a fucking disgrace to, to the community. Yeah, it is. It's a total disgrace. And the sad part is, is that this next guest, this is this guy's team. And he's actually got to sit there and tolerate them. He's not going to come back on this
1: podcast, I don't think, after we have him next week. I don't think he's
0: going to come on to the next podcast because this is going to come out before he actually comes on set.
1: Yeah, he knows what's coming. It's fair. He's well, <laughs>
0: he, he's well prepared. Uh, he's he going to come in with all his stats. 2017, Philly special. Here we go.
1: Just saying that makes me want to puke. Yeah.
0: Oh, we it makes me gonna... want to
1: puke. I need a barf bag.
0: I oh, can't even believe it. Disgrace. Disgrace to society. So, but... If you guys enjoyed this podcast, we will have more coming up every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I know our first one was on Wednesday. This one is today, Friday. Um, And then the next one will come up on on Monday. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Fridays. I hope you guys have a beautiful weekend. I hope you guys spend some time with your family. Do something fun. Go golf and drink a beer. You know, have a good time.
1: Yeah, bundle up in North Carolina. It's getting it's getting a little chilly down here. Well,
0: and it's everybody else, everywhere else. It's yeah. pretty
1: damn cold everywhere so, else. I don't really keep track with the weather nationwide. But in North <laughs> Carolina, if it
0: drops below 50, it's pretty fucking cold. The, the, pants, the pants come on if it's anything below 55. That's the North Carolina status quo. Yeah. But uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been the Tag Team Podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Johnny. And, and st- uh, stay tuned for the next one.
1: That's <laughs> the outro music for you guys.
0: let <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys Samu. next time. Oh, uh, Shamu! <laughs>